Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today we're interviewing the founder and CEO of a brand and reputation management firm. But before we meet her, let's hear from our show sponsors, JAK CPAs and Sunbelt Business Advisors. Many business owners planning a business transition often feel overwhelmed and don't know where to start. I'm Kyla Hansen, a partner at JAK CPAs. We can guide you to make sense of the numbers and the tax pieces of your transition. Leaving your business successfully takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at www.jakcpa.com. You give your business everything, but now you have a decision to make. Should you grow or go? Every business owner will exit their business someday. It's a big personal and financial decision. The best business owners know what their business is worth, and they know their options. Sunbelt Business Advisors can help you understand what your business is worth now and how to net the most when you sell. And if your business isn't ready for sale, we will show you how to get it ready. Here's the best part. Sunbelt gets paid when you get paid at the closing table. And if you aren't ready to exit your business right now, but you want to know what your company is worth, Sunbelt will meet with you for no charge, no cost, no commitment, absolutely confidentially. So whether you're ready to go or still working on your grow, meet with Sunbelt now. The world's largest business brokerage firm is ready to help you. Call 612-455-0880. 612-455-0880. That's 612-455-0880. Or go to sunbeltminnesota.com. sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Rose McKinney, founder and CEO of Pineapple RM. Welcome to Poised for Exit, Rose. It's great to have you with us. Thanks. It's great to reconnect, Julie. Absolutely. Well, as we normally do, I would love to uh, have you just share a little bit about yourself and your background before we get into the interview, just so people can get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. I'll start way back. When I was in college, I had visions of being the next Jane Pauley on the Today Show and interviewing interesting people. So you're kind of living my dream in the uh, 2020s by having a podcast and hopefully interviewing interesting people. But that really transpired because I grew up in a family business and I watched mom and dad at the kitchen table pour their hearts into this business. And what I realized is, well, I did not want to go into their business and um, sell light bulbs and batteries and be a distributor. I did want to tell stories about companies. And so that led me to public relations. Fast forward, um, my career and business has focused around brand and reputation. And so at Pineapple, that's what we do. We work with companies in all different industries to define their story and then go out and tell it. I love that. I'm a big story fan, as you probably know. And I do like to ask my guests to share specific stories and examples um, without, you know, obviously without revealing any company names or company owners or anything like that. I'm sure that you have 
lots of stories that you can share. I find this whole conversation around reputation management to be very intriguing. And, and I know that, you know, telling a story is part of that brand awareness. Do you, um, what, well, when we talk about building brand awareness and how important it is for a company to, you know, have a powerful brand uh, and, and supporting, you know, their growth plans and things like that, how does it, how does it actually support exit planning or transition planning? Could you speak to that for a little bit? Definitely. Companies are always in transition. You know, whether you're in transition to a new chapter, you're in transition to um, new sectors, or you're in transition and you're being responsive to what's going on in the world, we're always in yes. transition. But yep, in particular, as, um, as business owners think about what's next, and, and sometimes you're thinking about what's next because it's frigid and you'd rather be... <laughs> living your life on a warm tropical island or something like that or maybe <laughs> right. you're you're at the point uh as i am where your kids are grown and and um and you're just kind of thinking what's next what what could be and so the role of brand in in thinking about exit planning is making sure that you've built an organization that can continue without you so that the brand isn't entirely wrapped up in you as an individual, but rather mm-hmm. the brand transcends you. And I think the other part of it, and um, we work with a, a century-old family-owned uh, business brokerage organization, is when an organization is well-known, it makes the sales process much easier because people already yeah. know who you are and what you stand for and your reputation. And so you can get down to the business of the transaction as opposed to having to go through all of that. What do you do? Who's your customer? Why is that important? Are you good at it? That's already established. Exactly. It's um, also, I think a lot of it has to do with just hearing the name on a regular basis and, and kind of um, subliminally making that brand message be known so that it's synonymous with the name of the company, right? Exactly. A brand really becomes mm-hmm. a shorthand, and people's mm-hmm. experience with the brand, um, that's what they'll share with other people. So you're you are building the brand and your reputation at the same time. It's like being on a teeter-totter, and you want to try to keep it moving and keep it in balance so that one is um, working with the other. Very interesting. I, this is um, this is good stuff. I, I hope we have a lot of people that listen to this. There's a lot more that we're going to be covering here. When we talk, though, about a refresh, um, I'm sure that the majority of our listeners have heard that term before, brand refresh. Um, when, you know, you talked about companies transitioning on a regular basis, I couldn't agree more. It isn't just about an exit, because an exit is a form of a transition, right? But it's not the only kind of transition. So, Let's just talk about when it's appropriate or how often should they do a checkup or a refresh with brand? Yeah. You know, your brand doesn't need an overhaul on a regular basis, but you do need to pay attention to it. And so pay attention to your brand every day and every few years, you know, at least three to five years, take the step to say, is our brand still working for us in the best possible way? What's changed um, where have we gotten stronger? Where have there been new opportunities? And so, you know, with a very established brands, Coca-Cola or something, these changes are very subtle, whereas yes. with um, 
smaller businesses, we're repositioning ourselves all the time. And particularly as technology comes into play and, and we yeah. stop being about a particular product and service, but we start being about what technology enables us to be, then you have to talk about yourself a little bit differently. And that means that your logo and your tagline and your look and feel need to keep up with the new stories that you're telling. Yeah, and I think it's important to keep telling stories because that's what people relate to most, right? That is very true. People remember that. Yeah, for sure. So we're telling some different stories these days. Um, lots of companies are. And because the pandemic has lasted as long as it has, it's tended to be um, a tidbit um, of the conversation with the podcast show. And so when it comes to the role that brand actually plays in chaotic times such as the pandemic, let's let's talk about that. I'd like to have you address that because I'm sure that you have had clients who have maybe had to pivot in a way and that if they've pivoted their, their business model, then of course they're going to have to pivot their brand. Yes. Well, think about this time last year, February, March, as we were just getting a sense of the pandemic and just um, anticipating some potential changes, ones that we really couldn't imagine turning out. And mm -hmm. so this time last year, probably early March, some of our clients were saying, we need to communicate about what this means. And for example, we work with a couple of nonprofits, Minnesota Community Care and with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And this meant, oh. how do we bring our mission to life? Because in the in the wake of the pandemic, it meant providing care, it meant providing services. And so it's doing what they do every day, but making sure that they could do it in relevant ways. Other clients had to stop and think about, do we communicate? What do we communicate? What's important? And so the, the notion of brand and reputation come into play because brands build trust. When you're really consistent and you're really mm -hmm. diligent and you're really clear about what you offer, people have a sense of trust and they're loyal to that. And then your reputation is you're not only saying, here's what we do, you're doing what you do. And so people have a chance to observe it and it really solidifies for them that I feel confident in engaging with you. And I think that that confidence and building trust, I mean, those have been probably some of the most paramount you know, intangible drivers for what businesses have needed to do over the last year, regardless of industry, regardless of company size. Would you say that that's the case? Yes. And I think it's really mm -hmm. been an opportunity to be forthcoming about what you're committed to. Here's what we mm -hmm. do. Here's how we do it. Here's why you can count on us. And, you know, we're it, it's sort of saying we're playing our part. And so it's creating, I think, stronger relationships. One of the things that really jumped out to me last year is the increase in communication that we saw. And again, organizations were starting out. Do we need to send an email out and say in these, you know, unprecedented times? Yeah. And there was a lot, right. of, there was a lot of cliche and a lot of um, yeah. repetition until people kind of yeah. figured it out. But the real yeah. thing is that people knew it was the right thing to communicate. Communicate with your employees, communicate with your customers, communicate with your partners and your stakeholders. 
communicate with your industry. Um, it was really about opening dialogue and yes. and um, and being forthright, which is about being true. And the strongest yes. brands are based on truth. And your reputation is based on truth. So that truth and honesty really, they work together. And I think the pandemic has, um, as challenging as it has been, it has really been an opportunity for organizations and business owners to take that responsibility and make that commitment. I think that it, uh, you know, those kinds of actions and that kind of um, intentional communication really did a good service for for any shareholder or stakeholder when, you know, people were afraid, right? Uh, there was a lot of fear and communication when it's honest and truthful and regular, like you were talking about, really, I think, helped to dispel some of the fear that, you know, that stakeholders were feeling, you know, um, whether they're in the business or not in the business and employees and their families, you know, when when employees and, and leadership and management knew what was happening with the company and owners were transparent and saying, okay, well, here's, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to pivot. Instead of being silent, you know, it gave everybody, I think, a little bit of sense of, you know, it's okay for me to come into work tomorrow because we're still going to be around um, versus not saying anything, which some companies did, and they actually lost really good people. So, we've, you know, to your point about, you know, being in communication, that's just paramount. And I think we've all learned a really good lesson. I think you're right. And what you bring up about communication is true. Um, communication is one of the hallmarks of reputation, but it seems mm -hmm. to be a piece that um, is challenging. Sometimes organizations communicate too much and other times they don't communicate enough. And it's about finding that balance. Well, when there's chaos in the world, we're inundated with all kinds of messages. And so using communication to even just sort out, here's what we're hearing. Um, here's what we think about that. Here's how we're adapting to that. It shows that you're part of the solution and it shows that you're engaged in what's going on. And so, again, I think it really opens up um, the trust and the, the lines of communication internally and externally. So as we're talking here about reputation, I mentioned that earlier in the show about how intriguing it is to talk about reputation management. And you're the expert that I know here, especially in the Twin Cities, on that very subject. So if you have a story maybe or a client, um, you know, engagement that that maybe kind of speaks to, you know, how is it that, or, you know, what is it that that brand and reputation have to do with growth strategy. Um, you talked about reputation strategy. I'm probably not saying any of this right, but I think you know what I mean. Um, I just want you to talk about it because I just think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Um, you're using all the right words. And in fact, they're the best words because they're the words that come to mind as as a person, not as a textbook. And so yeah. when I when I think about building a reputation, think of it this way. You know, you've invested in a brand and you get to make lots of choices about the brand, what it looks like, what it stands for, what it sounds like, where it's going to be. Well, your reputation is also an investment and really a strategy because it's about ensuring that the conversations are happening. It's about mm -hmm. ensuring that you're um, in the right places 
And it's about really holding yourself, your company, your products, your services accountable and then uh, making the, the tweaks and the adjustments that you need to. So reputation is about living your brand and demonstrating your brand. Um, and you really cannot move forward. Reputation is also that intangible piece. So when, when you think about, you know, why would somebody buy your products or services? Or let's say you're transitioning and selling your company. Why would they buy your company? It's always that little extra piece because I just felt good about it because I just felt like it was the right thing because I just felt the connection and you can't always identify it specifically, but that's the reputation piece. Definitely. Well, I think that um, when we talk about reputation, then we're also speaking to a subject that I have, um, you know, been using in my work for many years and that's just, um, you know, following the values, you know, that, that you have as business owners, as you've articulated and shared in your business with your employees. And the more that you live that out, which sounds to me like it, you know, kind of aligns with reputation, uh, the more you're going to attract that like-mindedness. And like you said, Rose, where instead of um, a, a transaction or whether you're buying or selling or whenever that happens, and instead of just focusing on the numbers, which, of course, you have to do, mm-hmm. it also has to feel right. And I think that, you know, when we talk about M&A integration and the failure rate of M&A integration, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they bought the companies or sold the companies for the wrong reasons to the wrong people. Um, it was all numbers generated and related, and it wasn't necessarily tied to, okay, this is a really good move because our philosophies match, our values match. Um, we both have really great brand reputation. I mean, does that make sense to you? It does. And, you know, think about it from an M&A perspective. So a new owner comes in and they're inheriting a culture and a brand. And so that can either work for you or it can be a challenge. And so I really would encourage um, a buyer to think about what's the culture there, how happy are people, um, what's their reputation, because that's very hard to fix if you haven't been part of the scenario leading up to it. And similarly, if you're merging organizations together, um, you want to make sure that you spend some time recognizing what's important and what you're going to keep. I always, um, and I've never worked with with this organization, but I've always observed it and thought it was was pretty keen, was when Lunds and Byerly's merged and they kept mm. the two brands. And a lot of times in a merger or an acquisition, part of a brand is dropped and yet they were able to keep those and and really build from some commonalities. And that one's always stuck out to me in how they were able to do that. Yeah, and, and then that way they were able to maintain the loyalty of, of both brands, right? Yes, um, because people were they were competitors of each other. Yeah, yeah. The shoppers probably were, you know, loyal to one over the other. So that was a, a smart move. I agree. Well, we could definitely continue down this path talking about brand and reputation management and all that great stuff. Um, but we've reached the time of the show where I need to ask for just a couple of action items, takeaways that our listeners can utilize for their own, you know, um, brand management, uh, refresh, whatever it is that you would recommend right now, Rose? 
I would commit to um, exploring a brand audit. Commit in 2021 to say, I'm going to take a look at my brand and determine what's working, what's not working, what could use a refresh. And then secondly, I'd say, um, you know, make brand and reputation a part of your everyday conversation and, and bring it to your team, bring it to your customers and consistently make it a joint effort to make sure that who you say you are lines up with what the marketplace believes you to be. Absolutely. Integrity in your word. Well, very good. That went very fast. Gosh. It, it, <laughs> Thanks it, it, for... Can we talk again? <laughs> yeah, of course we can. Of course we can. There's so much more. So um, thanks again for being on the show. It's just been a pleasure having you with us today, Rose. And uh, for those who are listening, we would like to invite you to please share this episode with your business owner, friends, and colleagues. And please do uh, subscribe. We are listed on all of the major uh, podcast platforms. Um, It's free, and we're not going to contact you. So, again, thanks for listening. Um, You can find these episodes and more. Uh, regarding the book as well on the Poised for Exit website. That's poisedforexit.com. And we look forward to having you join us again next time.